0: God
1: rest <laughs> you know, and let like nothing you <laughs> destroy
0: Marley was dead
1: to begin with.
0: Dead as a doornail.
1: Mind, I don't mean to say that I know of my own knowledge what there is particularly dead about a doornail. I might have been inclined myself to regard a coffin nail as the deadest piece of ironmongery in the trade. <laughs> <laughs> But the wisdom of our ancestors is in the simile, and my unhallowed hands
0: shall not disturb it.
2: You will therefore permit me to repeat emphatically that Marley was as dead as a doornail.
0: Scrooge knew he was dead. Of course he did. How could it be otherwise? Marley and he were partners for I don't know how many years. Scrooge was his sole executor, his sole administrator, his sole friend, and his sole mourner. This brings me back to the point I started from. There is no doubt that Marley was dead. Now, this must be distinctly understood, or nothing wonderful can come of the story I am going to relate. Now, Scrooge never painted out old Marley's name. There it stood, years afterwards, above the warehouse door, Scrooge and Marley. The firm was known as Scrooge and Marley. Sometimes people new to the business called Scrooge Scrooge, and sometimes Marley, but he answered to both names. It was all the same to him.
3: Oh, but he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone Scrooge. A squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner, hard and sharp as flint from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire, secret and self-contained and solitary as an oyster. The cold within him froze his old features,
2: nipped his pointed nose, shriveled his cheek, stiffened his gait. Made his eyes red, his thin lips blue, and spoke out shrewdly in his grating voice. Humbug. A frosty rhyme was upon his head, and on his eyebrows and his wiry chin.
0: External heat and cold had little influence on Scrooge. No warmth could warm, no wintry weather chill him. No wind that blew was bitterer than he, no falling snow was more intent upon its purpose, no pelting rain less open to entreaty. Foul weather didn't know where to have him. The heaviest rain and snow and hail and sleet could boast the advantage over him in only one respect. They often came down handsomely, and Scrooge never did. Nobody ever stopped him in the street to say with gladsome looks, My dear Scrooge, how are you?
3: No beggars implored him to bestow a trifle. No children asked him what it was clock.
0: Even the blind men's dogs
1: appeared to know him, and when they saw him coming on would tug their owners into doorways and up courts.
0: But what did Scrooge care? It was the very thing he liked, to edge his way along the crowded paths of life, warning all human sympathy to keep its distance.
2: Once upon a time of all the good days in the year, on Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house. It was cold, bleak, biting weather, foggy withal, and he could hear the people in the court outside go wheezing up and down, beating their hands upon their breasts, and stamping their feet upon the pavement stones to warm them. The city clocks had only just gone three, but it was quite dark already. It had not been light all day.
1: The door to Scrooge's counting-house was open, that he might keep his eye upon his clerk, who, in a dismal little cell beyond, a sort of tank, was copying letters. Scrooge had a very small fire, but the clerk's fire was so very much smaller that it looked like one coal. He tried to warm himself at the candle, in which effort, not being a man of a strong imagination, he failed.